Welcome back, mortals, to the Wizarding World Live podcast. I know it's been a while since you heard from us. We've been doing our weekly live shows, and recently, uh, Summer's Bane and myself were destroyed by a giga Donald Duck. We had to reform ourselves, so, you know, we've been busy, but the podcast is alive. We'll hopefully be returning to a more... Well, returning. <laughs> that's, that's ambitious to lie about. Uh, it was never really on a regular schedule, but it will be. Moving forward, we're expanding the Wizworld media empire. We want to make sure to bring you more of this magical content. Uh, Summer Spain, how are you doing now that you're returned to und- Undeath? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been good to be back on this side. You know, the other side uh, with death has been rather, um, it's depressing, frankly. Sure. Uh, sure. Surrounded by the dead, those with um, lots of things left undone. You'd right. be shocked. A lot of people worry about the stove being left on. It's, the stove. it's a weird thing. Yeah, stove, yeah. So it's mostly modern dead you were hanging out with right right well you know the <laughs> the the first couple planes are filled with the most recent dead you can't oh, just go it's you, you know they, they do a cleaning every now and then <laughs> well their souls do eventually return back to the stars where they're reformed oh, they, get, they and, get cycled on the great wheel yes exactly or these pieces of them it, it's not a bad sure. thing it, it's it's just not an eternity like most people want to believe hey hey makes sense i mean in the Uh, same way they are technically eternal just in different pieces and parts yeah i get you know well since you are you know for our listeners who haven't been keeping up with the live uh friday shows uh you your current body is a sort (laughs) of mishmash of mincemeat from other necromancers right yes yes and and some uh, mutated ones on the fifth level of uh, death but you know that's that's neither here nor Did there. Did you kid in his sweet X Men powers? Um, so far, no. Mostly Shame. because uh, you know, uh, if anyone who's been listening to the show, Balthazar, our um, our chef uh, demon who oh, yes, yes, hangs yes. out, he he actually helped with the mincing. Um, oh, so nice he made sure that none of the evil curses or soul pieces were were left to from the bodies. So this one's a clean slate. It's really well minced. Got a little extra fun, little uh, magical spices extra in here. Extra fun. Okay. All right. That sounds great. Well, but you know, I, 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 from that perspective, I, I can see why you would take a shattered soul across the years as a sort of sort of eternity. Right. Exactly. Uh, that. That's there are, when, there are many kinds of immortality. That's true. And different paths to it. Uh, some would say. Mm-hmm. Some would say that the liches have it down. Yes. Oh, I, I mean, I think only liches say that. And yeah, that's liches. fair. I mean, mm-hmm. look, hey, you and I have known liches. Are they ever happy <laughs> with, with I what mean, they've no. done? They mostly no. are so upset at the living that they want to murder everything. The only ones that I've ever seen are the ones that are kind of like, well, now I'm here with my books. And they just have a big library. Oh, because the- there was time now? Right, then they Finally, made time. There was, there was time, there was time now, yes. Yes. <laughs> and, 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 and he was like, it's fair, it is fair. I finally have all the time. and Because he, he had impervious glasses. Yeah, exactly. And uh-huh. he had the ability to press the digitation them if they were to break. So right. he, he's in an untouchable place right now. And of course, uh, Mortals, if that sounds familiar, that is one of the many true life stories ripped off by Rod Serling. Uh-huh, oh yeah. bullshit show, Twilight Zone. Hey man, this is the beginning of being able to truly pierce the veil and put it up I on mean, mainstream television. I mean, it is, television. but it should be called "I Don't Pay for Life Rights" soon. You, you know what I mean? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, totally. But what do you care? 
I mean, it's not like you're, you're losing anything out of this. You, you're timeless. You've existed throughout time and yeah, into it's, the future. It's the, it's the principle of the thing, you know? Right. No, I understand. I, mean, I, I ran a newspaper and the devil came and started doing headlines for the newspaper. And I, I happened one night in a tavern to tell that to Rod Serling. And two weeks later, I see Burgess Meredith playing that and some a-hole playing me. Wow. It's insulting, you know? It, Printer's uh, it, Devil. It's a really good episode because it's based on my life. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fun fact. Uh, we uh, we cast read thoughts on this one guy who flipped a quarter. Oh, really? uh, yeah. So he he could read his coworkers' thoughts. Uh, and and the loud us for Twilight Zone. Oh yeah, absolutely. That that one was just Horrible. a fun little prank. Yeah. Turns out that guy uh, fell in love. Uh, honestly, I did yeah, something wow. evil, and it turned out to be quite nice. It turned out good, yeah. Well, so sort of like, and like, remember the time that you made that that gremlin who attacked the plane? Oh yeah, no, that was hilarious. It's like, that, oh goodness. Yeah, that was a really good prank, and he made this sob story about mental health. Yeah. To be fair, though, I mean, I, we made those gremlins to destroy World War II planes, and then it just kind of spiraled out of control. They went onto commercial aircraft. Right. Well, later. it was supposed to. It was. You had meant for them to decimate the Nazi Luftwaffe. Yes. Which was very nice of you. I don't think anyone has gratitude enough for your work against the hey, Nazis. It, hey, man. Uh, I did a, a lot of good work trying to stop the Nazis. <laughs> it just wasn't hey, enough. Hey, right. you know uh, what? He heavy yeah. water is really easy to develop a bomb. <laughs> I mean, fun fact. I, I stopped that. I stopped the, the Nazi scientists from developing a nuclear weapon using heavy water. <laughs> We're going to put that on the show, okay? Because that's real. You, We're going to put that out there. You kept making the water lighter and lighter. And they were exactly. I kept adding an extra hydrogen <laughs> there, helium there. They didn't, they didn't know what the fuck to do. It was great. Okay. But enough about what a hero you were 80 years ago. Uh, we have something a lot more modern. We have an amazing guest, uh, a vegan witch who's way into substitutions. And in fact, has had a profound Im impact on us since you recorded this episode to us. Several months ago, forgive us. Uh, it turns out the human who does the editing uh, was kind of bummed out by the whole situation and had a hard time getting on a schedule. But uh, that's fixed. Uh, but before we go to that guest, we have a wonderful ad from our latest sponsor. Please enjoy. You want to get her the necklace that tells her it's forever. Forever. You want to get her the bracelet that garners the envy of all. Envy. When she can't be impressed by diamonds, they turn to us, cursed jewelry. Cursed jewelry. Nothing says love like an enemy imprisoned in a ruby around help. her neck. Help me. I should never have wronged you. Nothing says uncompromising like a stepsister trapped in an hourglass on the table. Your dad's not my dad. Show her your love is uncompromising today. Show her a piece of cursed jewelry. At Jamboree in the 73. Every kiss begins with a curse. Oh boy. I think that might be our best sponsor yet, Summer's Bane. Oh, absolutely. Wow, I, I'm ready to go out and grab some. Yeah, certainly. Now... But the star of our show, as always, is our guest. And today, we have a very special vegan witch who specializes in ethical substitutes for magical reagents. Please welcome Erica. 
Erica? Hello, hello, everyone. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Thanks for being on yes, the show. Can you hear me? Very well, yes. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I love spreading the word of ethical consumption, and I'm excited to share with your guest. Yes. Now, so uh, how long have you been a witch and how long have you been a vegan witch or what was it all from the start? Um, so newly converted to veganism. So I'm super into this. Uh, I'm I'm hyped and excited, but I've been a <laughs> witch for about, oh, a few hundred years. Oh, excellent. So you're an immortal as well. Mm hmm. Very nice, very nice. What uh, what made you make the switch to veganism? We're living in an unethical world, and we have to work sure. on our consumerism. Okay, if we yeah. want to keep living another couple hundred years, we've got to reduce our animal intake. Yeah, you're preaching to the choir on that one. Oh, yeah. Global warming's got me real freaked out about my undead hordes. It's going to rot like crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like what's it? So like a typical spell with like an easy swap, like, uh, what's something that you use every day or every other day that you've managed to turn into a vegan option? So instead of eye of newt, which is pretty common mm -hmm. in most spells, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you sure, can just sure. use nutritional yeast. Really? Wow. Mm -hmm. That is surprising. Oh no. I use newt on everything. It's called newt. I call it nooch. Yeah. I see. I see. Shorthand. Uh, well, I guess, you know, the, the protein structure of the yeast would substitute pretty well for the gelatins of the eye. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Now, where do you, uh, it, it's, it's just any old yeast? Do you have it from a special supplier? Oh, I love Trader Joe's nutritional yeast. <laughs> it's uh, Oh, okay. It's just straight from Trader. They really sell everything, don't they? They have everything, and they restock very right, quickly. Uh, now, are, are you having trouble getting your supplies right now? I, I, I hear there are lines at the store. There are lines out the door. Everyone is six feet apart. I feel like I'm back in the dark ages. <laughs> right, I know. It's a real throwback, huh? People are scared to the heavens. It's a quite, real quite throwback. Quite literally, yeah. Uh, now... You said you use it on everything. Do, do, do you find that uh, the vegan substitute, is, is it a chemical situation? Is it your intention that empowers the reagent to make the replacement? How, how is this working mechanically, do you think? Oh, honey, it's all about what you have in your mind. It's I, all yes, about okay. the power that the spell holds. So throwing in an eye of newt, eye of nutritional yeast, whatever it is, it's all about the spell. That's just kind mm -hmm. of something to put in the pot. Mm -hmm. that, you know, that, that's a very powerful take. And I think, you know, that's something that only a mature witch who's really grounded herself in the practice can even uh, come to. It's, it's, very, it's a very impressive way of looking at it. I'm barely 200 years old. I wouldn't call myself mature. Oh, I didn't mean, oh, I didn't mean it. I just mean, <laughs> I didn't mean to offend you, Erica. Of course, I simply meant a uh, witch who's, who's come into her power. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I don't want to stir up 
trouble. But of course, my co-host Summer's Bane is a necromancer. Yes, yes. And so he sort of by default uses animal parts in everything. Do you think there's a path to ethical necromancy? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you can substitute almost anything for necromancers. Um, that's actually our new biggest campaign, the people oh. for the ethical treatment of the undead. Oh, P2. P2. Uh, yeah, you can substitute any old, you know, arm, leg, whatever you're utilizing, just substitute it with a carrot. Interesting. Uh, Summer's Bane, uh, what do you think about this? Uh, I, I always find that the, the binding of life to one's will actually allows for it to have a little bit of autonomy. Whenever I've, and don't get me wrong, I have tried mm -hmm. out using uh, carrots and whatnot, to, and they're great for component changes, but when I really want to have that soul bound to an item or something where there's fear involved, you know, carrots don't feel fear as, as strongly. They do feel fear, but they don't feel it as strongly as living beings. I just I find know. the components, you got to use a lot to get All right, a little, you know? Give her a turn. Give her a turn. I, you know, here's the thing. Veganism is a choice and everybody has to make it independently and everybody has to come to it in their own time. I'm not here to rush you. I'm just here to preach my message. Absolutely. I'm not trying to say that you, you can't do it. It's definitely doable. It's just as it currently stands, it's oftentimes the components that I use are already from dead people. They're, they're already dead. I don't have to go kill them some more. If I, I if I'm raising them from the grave, they're, they're already ethically sourced. It's when you get to the unethical eth uh, necromancers here that we start getting into the, the problems where you have to kill a live person and then bind their souls. Where, what I'm talking about is just simply this person is dead, I take their soul, and I bind it into other things. Or use their body as a horrible corpuscle. You know, those sorts of things. Very ethical necromancy. Well, I hadn't thought about it like that. That's <laughs> actually quite ethical if you're already using, I mean, you're basically recycling. Right, no, exactly. I, I, that's that's my feeling. We turn this around. That's great, it's great oratory there, Summers Bane. I guess. <laughs> you guess. You I think my my undead stand on their own, both literally and ethically. <laughs> reduce, reuse, and recycle. I agree. That's the way. Uh, now, are, are you reconsidering your stance on joining P two after that revelation? Oh, no. Again, oh. it's everyone's choice, and they've Taking got to come to it in their own time, but I just want to show that there's two ways of going about everything. Oh, that's great, and it's, it's a very enlightened response to a severe challenge from Summer Spain. <laughs> Clung, clinging mm -hmm. to his old ways. Uh, now, I, I'm uh, old, it's hard. <laughs> what, uh, what are the other uh, planks of the current P2 campaign? What, what, what are some of the practices that... Uh, your organization would like to see changed as far as necromancy or magic users in general? I, I mean, our main is substituting what witches sure. and, and, and the like utilize. That's kind of been the big, you know, we do campaigns where we dress up like the undead. Uh, oh. We paint ourselves uh, to look like orcas and whales. And we're really, really utilizing billboards I see. Uh, we're really trying to get our message across in a shock, a shock way. Right. You have to grab attention. You've got to. Advertising is key. 
And the more people that see our billboards and see our campaigns, the more people will come around to think the way that we do. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a fantastic way. Now, th- this may be a dangerous question. Who funds P2? Oh, well, I mean, just some independent donors oh. and um, mostly the cemetery industry, the cemetery really? industrial industry. They've got a big... I know, but they they have, they're playing both sides. Oh wow! Who knew that big big grave had such a stake in this whole thing? Mm-hmm. You've got to think about it. They they're putting them in the ground no matter what. They just want to see them, you know, be utilized more than once. I mean, if you're raising somebody from the dead, you've got to have a second funeral, don't you? Oh wow! Oh, that's genius. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, I guess I guess you get you get a you get a chance to bury him again, and you can sell the plot off after the. Mm. Wow, who knew dollars played such a huge factor in this? Mm-hmm. That's mind blowing. Oh, it's all down money. to money. Mm-hmm. That we can agree on. Follow the money. <laughs> now, money is is a question I had. Now, uh, some of these substitutes are a little pricey. For example, uh, I met a mage who was trying to use impossible meat for the curses and they just it just it costs so much more than like chicken is there any work on bringing it, it the, the price down on these substitutes i mean is there a price on ethics and morals i don't think so Excellent um, it's just You've just got to dig in your in your purse strings a little bit. There are other substitutions. You don't just have to utilize meat substitutions. Uh-huh. A bean and a rice is a complete protein. And so lentils are a great source of protein as well. Perfect for spells of empowerment. How... Mm-hmm. 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 You'd be surprised how little protein you need in spells these days. Really? Now, uh, what about now? This is something I I, I saw uh, on on the internet. I, I borrowed a computer briefly, and re- and I instantly regretted ever seeing it. But I did see that there were some vegan witches who were trying to make their familiars go vegan. This is this dangerous, is it not? Oh my goodness! Cats can't be vegan. Dogs yeah. can, but really? cats can't Dogs be can. vegan. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Cats are true carnivores. Bless their heart. But uh, so that so I guess that would extend to wolves, and werewolves also could go vegan. Uh, you know I'm unfamiliar with wolves being vegan, but I think that if they just make the ethical choice, they should at least try. Yeah, that, that, ha, has has your organization considered reaching out to the orc and goblin community to try to get them? To make their 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 war wolves or even their their own diets go go vegan. Now listen, I'm not trying to hash up old wounds or throw <laughs> dirt where it doesn't belong, but I have never met a vegan goblin. Okay. I don't even know if they're aware of the the concept. Uh, I mean, I've never met a plant based goblin, and I just don't I even think they would try. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I think uh, that's a possible future market for expansion is, you know, try to expand into the non-human worlds, because you know we this, could... this, this, this is this is the the goblins' planet too. 
yeah, we could put up some billboards in Goblin Town. I mean, that's not a bad idea. I just, you know, you want to make sure that you're you're putting it in the right in your target areas. You know, your upscale sure, witches. Uh, you know, that's kind of. So you tend to put them in like Silver Lake. Like you said, vegan ain't easy and it ain't cheap. <laughs> Absolutely. That's one of our main targets is Silver Lake and Echo Park. <laughs> That's wonderful. Now, um, did you have any uh, any uh, questions for either of us? So any, uh, any ways you think uh, we could specifically reform ourselves? to better align with more ethical consumption other than substitution. Yeah. I'd love to talk about, I mean, how often are you breaking wands these days? Uh, you know, it's embarrassing to say, but, uh, at, at the live show, we do a lot of battle and I have gone through more wands in this past year than I had in the previous century. Yeah, it's been pretty bad, especially for magical components. A lot and of crystal you know statues. What? Mm-hmm. what? Guys, y'all, you've got to think about utilizing recyclable or reusable wands. Reusable wands? How many trees really? have suffered? Have you thought about using metal wands instead? Steel wands. I, I, wow. I hadn't given mm-hmm. that a thought at all. How do you imbue metal with it's the same? Reusable. How do you imbue it with the same earthly life force you get from, you know, carving from a tree? A metal comes from the earth just as much as a tree does. That's a. That's now a great I have point. a question for you: Is this have to be dwarven steel? Because I know they were mm-hmm. we, they really love their metal. Up oh, there is the catch: it's very expensive. But it's good. I mean, that's great. You only need it's one or two, though, right? Very expensive. But exactly, you can reuse them for almost, I mean, a lifetime of lifetimes. And I think maybe what what we're getting to here is, is it's not that these things are expensive, but that the true cost of our consumption has been hidden by low prices. Mm. Mm-hmm. Disposable wands, disp- fast fashion all cheap meat i mean a hamburger should always cost more than 99 cents you know yeah yeah i yeah i i i i know how mcdonald's does it and it is not cool it's a lot of black magic involved behind the scenes there oh yeah that's how i made my first million mm-hmm. <laughs> wait what <laughs> yeah i made my first million by uh by me- using a lot of meat I helped. Uh, you were a meat supplier meat. to McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you get it from the graveyards. You just have them rise up, and the meat's reusable if it comes from the ground. It's a lot of uh, dead meat in those patties. I, I, I had no, I had no idea. Well, you, you heard it here. Breaking news: McDonald's uses undead flesh in their burgers. Yeah, my my NDA expired a while ago, so this is I'm all fine. That's good. I mean, it tastes like it too. <laughs> oh, I preach to the choir, sister. Now, uh, Erica, before well, I know you're on sort of a PR tour and you have other interviews to get to, but, but mm-hmm. before we let you go, was there any final takeaway uh, you wanted our audience to have? Yes. I mean, just think about your everyday, what you're eating, what you're wearing, what you're drinking, and think about ways to make sure that there's going to be enough for you and, you know, 
in my lifetime, which would be 200 years from now, sure. make sure that there's some from them. Uh, you know, we can all make small changes and it has a really big effect. That's, that, that's a great message. Thank you, Erica. Hope for the future, but the change rests with us. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, thank you very much. If you could just step on out through that portal over there, it'll take you back to where you were. Ooh! All right. <laughs> Bye. Take care, Erica. Bye. We change our supply chain, and I think that's the real thing that, that I think environmentalism can really push is supply change. Supply chain change. Uh, you think it's it's small, but when you realize that the things that you've made and put in your body are locally sourced, um, humane, you, you realize like, hey, what I'm doing, like this could be done better and cheaper. And we didn't settle. And I think that's the wizarding world that I want to be in. Wow. Perfectly said, Summer's Bane, in the perfectly douchey tone of voice. <laughs> That's all true. That's all true. Uh, th- thank you to Erica for opening our eyes about uh, the, the, the ways in which our magical ingredients can harm or heal the world. Uh, and uh, Erica has been very patient for this episode to come out. We want to thank her very much for not yes, thank you. Uh, being super upset about it, as she reasonably could have been. She also has started a podcast. It's called Trashy Trashy with Cassandra and Erica. Go ahead and check that out. And again, uh, watch our show. We're still going every Friday night, 8 p.m. Pacific, twitch.tv slash whizworldlive. Also, uh, si- simulcast, to use an old-timey TV term, on the Pack Theaters channel. And uh, look out for more content from us. We're going to be doing more podcasts. we got some short stories in the pipeline. Ooh, a lot of fun magic from us. I hope you're all staying safe out there. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time, and see you every Friday. Bye. Off. Okay, I'm going to say three, and then I'll wait one more second for you to start. Okay. Yes. Okay. One, two, three. Every, Every kiss, kiss be- begins with a curse. We had it! We had it! We were oh, on no, it! No, it was uh, Okay. No, it, right, like, I, I, I can hear okay. it in my ears. It was All on. Right.